0: Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10. That's 10. I'm Jason Perry.
1: And I'm Kimberley Bradshaw.
0: And it seems like weeks since we've done an HR in 10, possibly months I should go for, Kimberley. Yeah, it could have been sent last since Christmas. All because I took a holiday and the first time I've actually properly got away, I think, since, since that joyous COVID event that we've been enjoying for so long. Um, quite a lot's happened, hasn't it, in uh, in these few weeks?
1: Oh goodness, we've missed the PO scandal. All sorts <gasps> yes, has been going we just, on.
0: We just got the beginning of the PO one, didn't we? But I yeah. I think the event of the day, as I see it, is is our dear friend Jacob.
1: Ah, uh, Brice Morg, it, yes. Indeed. Stand up and take a bow. <laughs>
0: um we we love to talk about employee engagement it's it's certainly your favorite phrase i know and i kind of watch with interest um jacob's reese moggs approach of leaving i I think i'm going to say leaving his calling card it's a while you were out card on your desk isn't it to civil servants saying the Secretary of State visited... Is he a Secretary of State? The Right Honourable, Greg Cabrismog, visited whilst you were at home working. Hope to see you next time you're here. And it's all part of the civil service strategy to to, to get back to desks, isn't it?
1: I think it's absolutely appalling. Um, Nothing like a bit of emotional blackmail. Two things strike me before I come on to the engagement aspect. One is... (coughs) What is the civil service's actual strategy mm. for and policy for home working versus not? Because he might be going out on a limb and just deciding that, you know, people aren't effective at work. Mm. Um, which brings me on to my other point, which I think you know, any manager that needs to see their people in. The workplace is not a good manager and needs some training but yes, it just seems absolutely horrific It,
0: it provides us with a certain amount of entertainment I think is probably how i'd um, the nicest thing I can say about it um, I guess what strikes me is we've seen so much coming out of the DVLA and at the moment the passport service where it would appear is the only reasonable interpretation I can take. It would appear that home working and flexible working in the civil service are not always effective. And I don't think it's per se because of the people. Um, I think it's your point, what is their strategy? And I don't think they've geared up to make it possible. They don't have the phone systems to allow people to use VoIP. They don't have the remote access systems to allow people to function. Whereas business has had to adapt it kind of feels like the civil service hasn't
1: yes and there's no reason why they can't I remember talking to Barclays early on when everyone was working from home and I said you know how can you make sure that what you're looking at is secure from anyone else that might be in your house to protect Mm. my data and they said oh we've done this we've done that and you know, also the the CIPD have just launched research to say that you get greater productivity
0: indeed from home. Indeed. And it, it, it's not even that you get greater productivity, it's the direction of travel is shifting as well. So we're yeah. seeing more employers saying that the productivity is increasing with home working and more employers saying that the detriment is lower. So you, there's a very, very clear direction of travel, isn't there, that's changing.
1: Exactly. But going back to the employee engagement point you know the more you engage and involve and you know be supportive of your staff in numerous different ways the better your business will perform and the more you know income you will generate or whatever
0: i think there's a really other big thing there's a piece of research and i think it's the open university led this one that actually showed that employers sorry that employees are more likely to stay with you if you offer flexible or hybrid working and it's not that everybody wants it um, the numbers are probably somewhere around 60 to 75 percent of people want some form of it but if you don't offer it you're going to struggle to retain aren't you
1: yes and there's such big Mismatch between employ- what employers want and what employees mm-hmm. want, and and you know we'll talk about short staff shortages, I'm sure, in a moment. But yes. um, the the difference has got to be met; otherwise, yes. people are going to, you know, employees are going to lose their staff. The
0: big thing that strikes me in all of this, and I've been saying, got to be eighteen months now, that I think what happens as a result of this. I don't even want to call it a COVID crisis anymore because it's kind of veering into a Ukraine crisis now as we keep moving through this, this period. But as we've gone through this period of time, this isn't about what the regulations say employers are going to have to offer in the form of flexible working. This is about the market. If you don't respond to what employees expect they will vote with their feet and they'll get a job elsewhere and you will struggle to attract and retain people. And I think it's that simple as we move forward over the next few years.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of a good point to move on, actually. You know, a slightly different tack, because we're often talking about how buoyant the economy is as we're coming out of this crisis. And there's a bit of data coming out from ACAS that's... Um, Not very cheery. No. Um, You've obviously seen the numbers, but we're looking at an increase in redundancies ahead. The number of employers that are expecting to make redundancies within the next 12-month window. Um, And there's a a difference on scale of company. Those employers, larger ones, we're expecting to see, um, is it 30%? Of the
1: it's of 30% redundancy. over 250, yeah. but only 10% for those with less than 250 staff.
0: I wonder if that's because the big companies, are, dare I say, have uh, more organised at having long-term strategies, or whether or not the small ones are just more agile and performing better.
1: Yes, it's hard to say, really, isn't it? I do. I was surprised when I saw this um, from ACAS, because... You know, I would have thought potentially that redundancies would have already been seen given everything that's been going Mm. on and furlough ended. So, you know, a lot of companies had to become very lean very quickly. So I'm thinking, why are they looking at redundancies now?
0: I I think that... Whilst on the surface the economy is looking stable, we have so many threats right now, whether it's Ukraine, um, whether or not it's um, the worker crisis, let's say. I think the one that I heard it called the big resignation. We've got an awful lot of people, and again, you and I were talking about this a year or 18 months ago. People are coming out of this and treating it a little bit like... Um, the population did after an event like the second world war and they're re-evaluating their life and what's important to them you add in the cost of living and you know we've seen 22 pence i think on a litre at the fuel pumps in march um, certainly on diesel Um, you add in those kind of things and people are saying i don't want to work a long way from home Um, i don't want to work in the office as often and you've got so many things changing that employers are struggling to respond to them and the really interesting one, I think it's you that mentioned it to me, um, uh, a business you and I both know of quite well. And um, we uh, I'm going to say we know of affectionately because we both enjoy being a customer of theirs who good, profitable, successful business who sadly are going to close.
1: Due to lack of staff. yes. They just can't find the staff. And, you know, what that says to me is at, we, at the moment we've got a situation of high employment, struggling to recruit people, and then we've got coming up potentially mass redundancies. That's just, you know, heading for the perfect storm of yes. disaster, isn't it?
0: Yes. Um, and uh, there are elements that might shake this up, but I, th- I still think we've got, 18 months to two and a half years for all of this to kind of shake itself out and the dust to settle and organize what our new stable economy looks like or possibly unstable economy, but what what, what this all looks and feels like when we come out of it when people arguably have been under a bit of financial pressure and perhaps can't choose not to work so much because food's gone up, petrol's gone up, heating's gone up and they do have to work again and they have less choice. Or, and there's a lot of things that are gonna change, but equally the supplier chain for businesses, we're about to see as Shanghai goes into lockdown again, yet another container shortage. And we're gonna see huge pressure on business with them unable to fulfill orders again. And I I still think we have a, a significant period of struggle. And it is the business, the organization that is Uh, agile and dynamic with its HR, with its employee engagement, that is going to attract, retain and grow, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Employee engagement, can't say it often enough. Yes,
0: yes. Well, do you know, we've about run out of time, but I'm delighted we've ended on employee engagement. Um, (laughs) HR in 10 and a half today. It's It's wonderful to be back again after that few week break. Um, So for now... Goodbye, but we will see you again same time next week. Goodbye. See you next week. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.